The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light, so his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the things that I like to reflect upon in this early part of the Easter season is the transformation that took place in the lives of the followers of Christ and the disciples from before um, the crucifixion to after. We see as they have to experience the Lord being crucified, they go through a lot of emotions. They are grieving. Some are walking away uh, and leaving the group. They really are in a situation where, in a sense, they're beginning to kind of lose their faith. That's what we see after the crucifixion. But then we begin to see uh, things happening when we hear in the Acts of the Apostles about these same people who are courageously now proclaiming uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. What took place for that transformation to happen? And I reflect on it because these are human beings like you and I. You know, this was not a magical moment where all of a sudden, presto, their lives were changed. They had to go through their own process. The Lord modeled for us the Paschal mystery. He modeled it very physically and spiritually. The followers of Jesus are experiencing the Paschal mystery in a very spiritual way. They needed to make a change in their own lives in order for them to come through that transformation. They needed to die to themselves. They needed to let go. They needed not to hold on to what the Lord wanted to be, but they had to let go of that and accept who the Lord now has become for them. And as each one gradually is able to do that, they become aware that the Lord is risen and he is present in their midst. Now we know that the gift of the Holy Spirit was a major uh, part of that transformation. But even with the gift of the Holy Spirit, I, I don't believe it's magic because we're human and we've received the same gift too and it's not a magical moment. We still have to work. We still have to make some kind of a commitment to follow the Lord. He does not coerce us. He does not make us follow him. It's something that we offer to him. I love to tell part of my own maybe conversion story. I know maybe the friars have heard it 
when there's new people in chapel who have not heard, it's kind of fun because I can say it again. But you know, I, was, I received, like most of us here, uh, I was baptized as an infant. Oh, the other thing I want to say too, the people I think that I, I really admire the most in this Easter season are those people who are coming into the church, those adults who have made a commitment, who have made a decision to come into the church because they're doing it as adults. We have two students who will enter into full communion uh, in the Catholic Church this weekend. And I really, you know, I, I admire them because I was an infant when I was baptized and when I was confirmed, I was in second grade. I don't remember a whole lot. When we were going through confirmation class, one of the things we were told was that the bishop was gonna slap us on the cheek. And so that's the only thing I remember, that the bishop was gonna slap us on the cheek. I don't remember what the Holy Spirit was supposed to do for me. You know, and so it wasn't until about my junior year in college uh, when I was really kind of discerning, like, really, what do I want to do? That one night I knelt uh, in my bedroom before I went to bed and I said to the Lord, I will do anything you want me to do. And it was probably the scariest thing I've ever said. And I went into bed, got into bed that night, would not open my eyes because I thought he was going to appear to me. That's how real that was. And I got up in the morning and I'm thinking I'm still here and, and nothing's changed, everything's okay. But gradually then over the next months, uh, I would be led to where the Lord wanted me to be. But that commitment was a very important part of that journey. I think in that commitment, the floodgates of baptism and confirmation were open. The Holy Spirit that was always with me, I became very conscious and aware of. And in that commitment, then, I was able to allow the Lord to lead me and to guide me where he wanted to go. That's why I admire those young adults or adults who make a decision to come into the church as young adults because they have to consciously make a decision. It's not just something that is automatically made for them at baptism, or maybe they don't even remember at their own confirmation, <clears throat> but they are making a decision. And that decision is challenging and can be very overwhelming because we're not quite sure what it means. But if we reflect on the activity in the Acts of the Apostles, and look at the disciples and the followers of Jesus to see where their commitment has led them, <clears throat> the way in which they now fearlessly live their lives and proclaim the Lord and witness to the Lord. We see that the power of the Holy Spirit is real. It's a power that can transform us and change us, but we have to be willing to open our hearts to that power, to that God, and say yes. I want to be part of your life.